Welcome to our third episode of the Rad Years Podcast, and we're going to start off by apologizing for all the uhs and ums I had in the last episode. Well, it just means you're intelligent and looking for um, <laughs> your words without well, just spouting off. Um, I apologize to those who had to listen through that. I was listening, and I, I mean, you're always a critic of your own work, but anyway, this is our third episode. I want to apologize to the late, great Captain Noah when I was trying to refer to him as Mr. Noah, Professor Noah. Yeah, you, what you I, threw out every... I just bumbling fool that I am. Um, but unfortunately, uh, I don't read the local news too much. He passed away about three months ago at the age of 90. Holy mackerel. After doing uh, yeah, it was Captain Noah's uh, Magical Ark. Uh, this going Just to quick recap uh, last week's uh, Saturday morning cartoons. I watched that early in the morning. 3,600 episodes they did on Holy that show from shit. 1967 to 1994. I didn't see a single one of them. And uh, they will be honoring him in the Philadelphia uh, Dunkin' Donuts Thanksgiving Day Parade if you happen to be within, uh, you're in the region or you have Well, if you're in the, the region, internet. you have the access to both. Well, I mean, everyone can watch the Macy's, sure. right? So. Yeah, but this is the Dunkin' Donuts uh, yeah. Because uh, they shot it at a local station in Philadelphia. But it aired in 22, uh, it was syndicated in 22 other markets. Wow, so people yeah. could know yeah. this. I have yeah. no yeah. fucking the clue. The guy died 20, about. he lived 20 minutes from where I live Holy when he man, died, yeah. So, Well, yeah. Um, this past week, uh, a little over a week ago, Nintendo released, and I think they only released 20 of them nationwide, <laughs> the NES Classic Mini which are selling for upwards of $30,000 on eBay. And if you spend that, I, I don't even know what to tell you to do with yourself, but probably mallet your head. Anyway, it, they were impossible to find. And um, yeah, it has 30 pre-built games in it, and they're all awesome. And I mean, there's a million ways to play those for free if yeah. you want. Or you could play your old Nintendo like you or still have set I up. still got it set up. You can, and mine's in pretty rough shape. I keep trying to keep up with it. But, but you could go out and buy, you can go online, buy a really quality original NES in great shape. All those games. Or or one of those uh, re, like those re, re those uh, what the Japanese knockoff retro gamers retro, that play the NES Genesis cartridge, cartridge yeah, and yeah, the Super yeah, Nintendo yeah, cartridge. Retro but, 5. Yeah. Whatever the fuck they are. But, uh, yeah, you could buy all those from scratch, some of them in the original packaging for less than what you would pay for <laughs> that. And you get the benefit of a much longer uh, controller cord. Yeah, right. So you can get back more than three feet, three from, feet your from your television. TV. And uh, come January, you won't be able to get away from these things. But they'll be flooded in the market. I, I probably will end up getting one. I'm going to buy one too, yeah. but I'm not going. I wasn't going to wait any lines. I wasn't going to fight anybody or pay any extra for something that I could play on a hacked PSP that's in my backpack. Sure. Uh, just kidding. If you're listening to the <laughs> uh, uh, Nintendo of America, and it's just are. a matter. I pretty much I have most of those games already in my collection. Yeah, or right. and it's not even for me. It's not even going to get the game. It's not even a matter of having it to play it. I like the hunt. I like to find it and like some of the oddball stuff. I look for stuff in the original packaging, which then I don't buy because I don't want to spend the money yeah, and you well, just yeah. laugh at me. Yeah. 
Um, so, I mean, if you, have, if you haven't figured it out this week, we're going uh, our top 10 NES memories. And since um, Squeezer went first last week, I'm going to go first and see if you guys can remember this thing. So, this is the, the theme to a game I think is called Cabal. <laughs> We got I'm pretty sure it's Cabal. Cabal. C-A-B-A-L. I thought Milton Bradley put it out. Uh, they might have published the American version, but um, it was by Taito in Japan. And it was an arcade game that you, you kind of would like uh, either one or two players. That's, that's why two-player games are huge in my family because I had an older brother of two years. So we always like to play together. And uh, you're two... It's, it's not unlike Contra, those levels of Contra, like the second one, where you're, you're shooting up, uh, kind of the 3D experience. Yeah, so you're, you're, moving, down at, you're, you're moving forward yeah, you're, versus your side Yeah, characters are at the bottom of the screen, and uh, the enemies are in the depth, and you're just shooting at them. And it, it's fun, and you have grenades, you get different weapons, and um, it was... I'm saying, oh, no, I'm again, I know. Yeah. It was just a fun game. I remember getting it, and uh, we probably got it at Bradley's at a discount because you know it wasn't a popular game, and it wasn't the game that everyone in the neighborhood had or everyone knew about. But it was fun. It was fun as hell. What year was it released? Was it before or after Contra? It was '88. So it was before Contra. Contra I don't know 89? when it was released on NES, but yeah. Well, it kind of reminds me of. Do you ever play Operation Wolf in the arcade? Uh, no. Where you actually had the, like there were two Uzis. It was a, like a light gun game, and it was similar. Like you would move forward and like with Cabal, you wouldn't advance until you cleared the area of enemies. Right. Yeah. I don't yes. think I actually ever played Cabal on NES. Well, we had it. and It was fun, and my brother and I played it all the time. And when you beat a boss level, of course, you hit this, and they like do this weird dance into the horizon, <laughs> and then you go on to the next level. Um, but Years later, there was this really shitty diner up the street from my house, um, and like kids in junior high would go. They had one of those old school cigarette vending machines where you rip the lever, and for like six bucks and quarters, you get a pack of chokes to haul out between the the back of with, the gym. With the, with the uh, fake, the glass plastic knobs. Yeah, on each right. Pole. Right. When, when did they finally? They still had those when I was going to bars. So yeah. was it within the last? I guess when they banned smoking. Last 10 years or so, maybe? Who knows? But they always had weird arcades. And um, I was there with my sister, and they had this called Blood Brothers. It was Cabal, but it was a Western. I was like, holy shit, is this a Cabal knockoff? But I found out later it was a sequel uh, that they that they didn't release in NES. So we could have had a second Cabal, but we didn't, I guess, because no one bought Cabal but me. But that's it. That's my... Uh, that's my first um, pick. What's yours, Squeezer? Blades of Steel. This is still, to this day, my favorite hockey game. It's Blades of Steel, in case you didn't hear. Um... Now I'm with the ums and ahs. When it was your turn, when you had the information, you're I think the annoying ahs. thing that's going to be the problem this week is we keep bringing up the fact that we keep saying <laughs> um and ah. 
Uh, Blades of Steel, it's a Konami game. Came out in 88. Uh, Jesus Christ. They had, uh, NES hockey was out too, and it was a little more customizable. Yeah, I my guess cousin I, had NES hockey. NES hockey. This was Konami, right? Yeah, this was Konami. I never played NES hockey. Yeah. I always played, well, I didn't even have Blades of Steel. Okay. And this, was, this will go deeper into much of our conversation, what NES was all about, that you don't really see anymore. My friend had this. Right. He had it next door. Right. So you would go and play. I would go next door. Right. We'd play Blades of Steel. Right. And we'd get in the fights all the time. Right. Not physically in real life, but sure. in Blades of Steel. Cause as, when they, you, as they tend to in hockey. Yeah, because when you had two guys, and if you had two players from opposing teams bounce into each other three times, right. uh, then you'd hear the referee fight. And they would drop their gloves and would go, and it was like rock'em, sock'em robot. And they'd, it was boxing control. Is that on the new NES Mini? I, uh, I had the list in front of me. I don't think it is. No. That sounds no. fun. It is. We and weren't really into sports games. I mean, I, unless you count WWF WrestleMania as a sport game. Well, I later got into Super Tecmo, or Tecmo Bowl and Super Tecmo Bowl and RBI Baseball. But when I was, my original NES run, we had Rad Racer. Yeah, I had, I had two sports games. Uh, three. Uh, I had Blades of Steel. Well, no, my friend had Blades of Steel. I eventually got it down the road in the second iteration of my collection, like mid-90s. Like, right. I'm going to get my NES games back up again. Right. And then like 10 years go by, you forget about it. And now right. I'm back at it again. It's just cyclical. Sure. And you end up, like, I found Blades of Steel in the original packaging. I'm like, sweet. So I bought it. I get home and digging through, I find I still have another copy of Blades of Steel. Two copies. So I think I might even have three somewhere. Of course. Um... But yeah, I had uh, of my sports games. Yeah, Blades of Steel, uh, Little League Baseball. Uh, that was my favorite because I the, you could always be the little fat kid Ward, and he was your home run hitter. I would uh, always be Ward. Uh, and then yeah, your pitchers were skinny anorex kids. But that's for another that's for another show. And then I'll have my other sport game that I played as a kid. I'll have down the list. Oh, and Bill Elliott's Racing Ask for a Challenge. Um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, it had boxing controls built in. It was more than just that as far as, like, mini games go. Because uh, in the intermissions, Konami would run ads. So they had ads for Jackal and Contra that would run on the big screen in between. And sometimes there was even a Gradius Easter egg, and you can play Gradius, a version of it, hmm. during the intermission. So... I don't know how it's unlocked. I think it was just random. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was like the 11, 11, 11, like Mario 3, get the mm -hmm. ghost ship kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was random. But man, when you got it, oh, you were so excited to right. play that mini game. Uh, but then at the same time, I, I think I had Gradius, and I don't think I ever actually played it. I'd rather play it inside Blades of Steel. Another game I never um, had. But uh, I think it's flying, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's space like, shooter? It's a space shooter, like uh, uh, Life Force and all those others. But, uh, I'm losing yeah. fans by the minute here. <laughs> but, but Blades of, of Steel, I put a lot of time on that ice. Uh, it shows. You're the body of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there were really no rules. Like, there's no offsides. You guys are just randomly skating. It was hard, I think, to program rules in NES. <laughs> yeah, but they had icing. There were two rules. There was icing. Well, icing's easy. The puck goes down. Yeah, there, there was icing, and then... Um, Basically, uh, your, their version of a five of a major, which was if you lost the fight. 
So you can get into a fight. If you won, you kept playing. The guy that lost gets knocked out. The referee comes out, drags the guy <laughs> on body like lifeless to the penalty box. That's not how that works. And then you skate. Hockey, and then right? I don't. I really don't know the rules <laughs> of hockey. I don't watch, see it that much. <sighs> I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> they both go in the penalty box normally. Yes, right? they go. In, they okay. both go in the penalty box for the most part. But you can get an instigation penalty. I think that's the kind of way they got. Uh, I see a lot of hockey okay. more than I want. Well, that is that all you have to say on that one. Uh, yeah. You ready to hear my second one? Yeah, go for it. You know what this is, Squeezer? This is Adventure Island 2. I want to paint you a picture of a young Master Higgins. A very bright, colorful picture. Yes. They, uh, Hudson Soft always kind of wanted to be Nintendo, I think. They even released hardware, the TurboGrafx-16. And they were huge in, like, super massively huge in, in Nintendo. In fact, they even like really took off with uh, the any Famicom disc system. And that's a subject for another another time. But this game I didn't own, but my friend down the street owned. Another one of those situations. And I I liked going to his house just to play this. Yeah, your Master Higgins would go try and save Princess Lilana, Lilana or whatever her name was. And the coolest part of this game is the power-ups. You get tomahawks, you get skateboards. I don't know why in like prehistoric times they had skateboards with helmets. But uh, Master Higgins would also collect playing cards. And if he'd get that playing card, he'd get a specific dinosaur. You get the blue triceratops that throws a tail whip, the red triceratops that could go in lava and throw fucking fireballs at you, the swimming dinosaur that could swim well. Uh, the flying one, you could fly through a whole level on the pterodactyl. It was so awesome. And if you make it through the whole level with the dinosaur, you could store it. And I was like a, like a, a collector. I just wanted to have many dinosaurs stored. That was my goal. But yeah, the, I, the game's playable. It's fun. It's not too hard. And um, it, I don't know. It's, it had it had a, a couple of good sequels. It had a good Game Boy game. I had the Game Boy Adventure Island too. I had the Game Boy it game. It was a great Game Boy port. I didn't have any of the Adventure Islands for NES. Oh, I had Super Nintendo Super Adventure Island. That game was a piece of shit. But, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about Adventure Island. I've never seen you so excited. Yeah, I loved it. I just, like, it was a very bright, colorful game. It was, yeah. And, uh, I love the dinosaur power-ups. Bring that fucking back. You just want dinosaurs. I There's do. any way for you to collect dinosaurs. Where it's only a matter of time. It is a matter of time. I'll be like John Hammond. You know, you're going to be like Henry Wu. You're going to be laying there with your intestines pouring out in the book. I'll be happy. (laughs) In the book, of course. And I'll be contemplating when it all went wrong as he gets torn apart. Yeah, Henry Wu in the movies, he flies away with the Jurassic World. We're getting off topic. Oh, yeah. All right. What's your next one, Squeeze? I have no idea. You don't, you don't recognize this song? The, the title page, probably not, but you don't recognize this at all? I don't think I had this game. I didn't have this until my second time around when I picked it up. But this is NES's Pro Wrestling. I had WrestleMania. See, I just picked up WrestleMania to add to the collection. Uh, but at the time, I had never played it. I had WrestleMania, and then I would play... I'd rent World Championship Wrestling, which was an awesome game all the time 
but yeah, I only own WrestleMania. I never, I never even played this game. Th- this game, well, this was the first game to ever have an in-ring referee the entire time. Oh. And what was cool about it was if you were in the corner, hit the guy with like five pile drivers in a row, just like real life, right. and you pin him. If the referee's in the far corner, he doesn't start counting till he gets over there and drops down to his belly and starts counting. So he has to... The counter doesn't start until then, so you have extra time to kick out, perhaps. There's also a 20-second count-out. You had all kinds of characters on this. Um, you had the Great Puma, which was basically uh, Hulk Hogan. He okay. was a very tan, blonde guy. Was this a Nintendo license? Uh, it was Nintendo, yes. Did any of these guys go on to other games, like... Uh, that's like fucking Super Smash Brothers? No, I don't think so. Uh, there uh, is a, a small independent wrestling promotion in which another character, Starman, who is a luchador, uh, some guy appeared as Starman, and I'm watching this small local wrestling circuit, and the crowd is just going ballistic for Starman. Uh, you also had uh, the Amazon, who was like your bad guy. He would like get blood. He basically was a ripoff of the creature from the Black Lagoon. Hmm. Uh, King Slender was your uh, Ric Flair, because ironically he wasn't that slender. He had, like mm-hmm. long blonde hair and it was chubby. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Yeah, uh, King Corn Karn, which is some weird Korean, uh, like evil Mongol character. And then you had Fighter Hayabusa, which <laughs> was based off of. Antonio Inaki, who was a, like, the, whatever Hulk Hogan is in the United States, or Andre the Giant was, this guy in Japan was bigger than that. This guy, this guy fought Muhammad Ali. Huh. In, uh, like, because, you know, in Japan, the way wrestling is, it's, there's no... It's still real to them, damn it. Eh, some of it is. Like, yeah. it, 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 like these catch fights, there's this very gray area. But yeah, he fought Muhammad Ali. Um, and that's who this guy was based off of. And it was a this was a Japanese game that was originally then translated to English because the best is when you... This is where the phrase, a winner is you, comes from. When you would win a match, you'd win and it'd show you there raising your hand. And then in text, it would just say, a winner is you. <laughs> would come up on the board. And, oh, I love the uh, it was Japanese great. But it was The game was hard. Man. Huh. The game was hard. Uh, you'd have to win. You'd beat all... So there were six characters. You'd have to beat all five and then another guy again to win the title. Oh, wow. Then, so you would become the uh, VWA, Video Wrestling Association champion. That's a big title. And, yeah. Oh, so it's like Punch-Out, the video yeah. boxing. So you'd, you'd win the title. Then you have to defend it. 10 times, twice against everyone. And then you would unify the belts with the VWF, the Video Wrestling Federation. Right. And you had to fight the great Puma. Okay. Who is considered among many the, the toughest boss in all, of, uh, in all of video games, period. Like, he's brutal. I never, I got to him once. I Harder than Mike Tyson? Uh, yeah. I never, I couldn't beat him. But it was cool. Every guy had at least one or two moves. Yeah. Uh, like everyone would have like a pile driver and a, like a back body drop. But like King Slender had like a back breaker. No. Uh, and it was also weird. No like you for a leg lock? Uh, no, no submissions. So it wasn't true to life. It wasn't true to life. But you can do like planches off the top rope, throw guys out over the ring, dive over the top rope. Right. Um, and then other guys like Fighter Hayabusa had like a, a back brain kick. It was basically an insiguri. Right. And 
it wasn't like a lot of the moves is like you have to, have to clinch and then do a move. This was based off of where you were standing in the right position from him, and then you hit the button and it would do his special move. So for the time, it was actually pretty advanced. How about that? I'll have to check these games out. This, this it's my favorite wrestling. Second favorite wrestling game next to No Mercy that came out for the 64, <laughs> which you can make your own custom characters, right. which in that I built, created every single guy from that game. I never played with the actual characters that came with the game. I built these guys from pro wrestling and then just played as them because it was more fun doing that. You had a lot of free time, didn't you? Well, the, you would hear a story. My, if you talk to my friends, they would say that they would call the house, and I'd say, oh, I'm busy doing something. I'm not home. And then they'd come over and like look through the windows, and there I am playing N64 on a bright, sunny day <laughs> with the blankets covering the windows so no one could see me because I didn't want to talk to anyone. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to be alone well, you made it out alive. Yeah, for now. For now. It's good, so far, so good. But it's this game that inspired me to be the follow my career path of my dreams because in pro wrestling down in the front there was a cameraman following the action the entire time no way. yeah yeah so huh. it's this game that inspired so it's me this to, game's fault it's this game's fault that i have there's no such thing as weekends nights or holidays all right uh i just want to mention punch out obviously isn't on here and other games aren't on here but not that we don't think they're amazing and awesome we just wanted to do the more obscure ones we loved that you you know might have heard of but we'll get to them later i I don't know maybe one of mine is on even on my top five right like there we were gonna settle and do a combo for super mario brothers 3 which is not gonna make this list because we could spend a whole show on that yeah i but this next one you probably know super mario is back He's blasting worlds where no one has ever been. He's taking on enemies no one else dares. This time, Mario pops up power wherever he goes. So he's bigger and badder than ever before. You've never seen creatures like these. You've never had an adventure like this. It's everything you've dreamed of and worlds more. It's Super Mario 2, only from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. Now you're playing with power. Um, Super Mario Brothers 2. It was not the actual Super Mario Brothers 2 that the game developers in Japan didn't think us <laughs> Americans were skilled or smart enough to handle. It was a game called uh, Dream Factory Doki Doki Panic, based with cr- with characters that were the mascots for the Fuji Television Technology Fair, and they took it and re- added. They had four, four characters that had Mario, Luigi, Toad, and Princess. And who is the best character to be? Oh, Princess. Princess. Yeah. yeah. She, she flew. And they, they released it. And you got this game. I remember we bought it at Bradley's. I think that's where we got our Nintendo <laughs> from this store called James Way. And if you're not from the uh, northeast of America, you might not know any of these stores. But we bought our Nintendo from James Way. They used to have this like like caged area where they kept video games. And they'd pull it up from the top and they'd bring it down and give it to you. And then a Bradley's is where we got Mario 2. And we took it home and we're like, what the fuck is this game? Like, you you had no idea what you were playing. And uh, it took us a while to get our bearing because nothing was like Mario 1. No, the, it undermined the entire, the whole game system right. w- was different. But it turned out to be a huge success because it was fun. It was a fun game. And it, and it added a lot of good characters. It was the first ever transgender video game character 
uh, Birdo. Uh, Birdo. Um, he was a male bird who wanted to have eggs. Was it transgender or asexual? No, trans. It, it was. It was, it was male, and it, but okay. it was confused. But I think they're more enlightened in Japan and America. We, and it was before a time when no one cared to pick up on it. Nowadays, oh, people would lose their your transgender shit, right shit down our throat. They'd be saying. Um, but yeah, that's it's a fun, it, it is a fun game, and I think it's because of this game. That we it's we have Super Mario Brothers three, so they they took some of the the colors and just the atmosphere of it, combined it with the action of Super Mario Brothers one, and right. got and got a Super Mario and Brothers and all the 3. characters made their way into that Super yes. Mario Brothers Super Show and also into the the Mario universe. So a lot of them Smash Brothers wouldn't be the same without Mario too. Docky Docky Panic. There's a whole if you if you take the time to go to the YouTube channel video game historian he does a whole like 15 minute breakdown on how Super Mario Brothers 2 came to be and he is a much smarter man than me and he's a great guy he he also had Famicom this system if you want to learn about some stuff go check out gamer game historian video game historian on YouTube I say that with such confidence <laughs> And uh, again, I I don't have a lot to say. I just enjoyed these games. It was fun. I we we'd take it home, and it was only one player, but you know we take our turn playing it. And for a while, my brother would be Mario, and I'd be Lu- Luigi. And we realized and my sister would be Princess, and she'd always do better than us. And we realized mm-hmm. those two characters suck. You yeah, guys, always everyone needs to be Princess. Com- combine her with a flying carpet, and you pretty much didn't touch the ground for you like an entire yeah, level. Game. Did anyone ever pick Toad? No. What did he even? Could he, he throw? He was faster. Yeah. Because right, Mario had a combine of all the skills, he was he was fast, he was he faster, jump, jump yeah. yeah he, but yeah, Luigi had that little moonwalk. Yeah, he, he, he jumped the highest, fluttered, yeah. which would sometimes get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. And of course, they re-released this in um, Mario All Stars for the mm-hmm. SNES, which was awesome. And then for the Game Boy Advance and for all the systems, and it's on that new uh, unattainable NES Classic <laughs> Mini. So yeah, it's got a legacy and. Thank goodness they just thought we couldn't handle Mario 2 yeah. in Japan, and they gave us this. And that's all I have to say about that, Squeezer. What is your next pick? Fresh from the sewer and into your Nintendo Entertainment System comes Ultra's version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now you can take control of these heroes in a half shell as they nunchuck, swim, and bazooka blast their way through sewers and streets, ridding the world of rival robots, wretched ruffians, and the evil Foot Clan forever. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they're out of the sewers and available where Ultra Games are sold. Wow. If, if you can find that commercial, if you can find that commercial online, check it out. Check it out, and but also compare it to Wilds was out there. This right. was a very well done oh. NES commercial. A lot of them are just god awful. This one was really well done. Well, this was Ultra was just one of Konami's offshoots to get past the Nintendo publishing restrictions, yeah, right? They could only publish five games a right. year, so yeah, they created Ultra. They were so they could put out up to ten in this case, and then eventually. Once Super Nintendo came around, yeah, they Nintendo relaxed, relaxed the rules. Because they had competition. Yeah. And then Ultra folded into uh, the rest of Konami. I got to say, 
I have fond memories growing up with this game because I sucked at every video game. So yeah. I, I guess it's just never really the gravitas of how hard this game was. Never, I never, I couldn't beat anything unless I had Game Genie. So I, I, I think that's why this it's okay to. Uh, it made you feel better that it was okay to be awful at this game because it was so goddamn hard. It was impossible. Yeah. I when those it. fire guys would show up out of fucking nowhere, when the, well, when the enemies would change, well, if you'd go in a room and out of yeah. a room. You, you would even, not even out of the room, you would get, you'd go down, you come in a door, you go down to the right, you go up a ladder, go down to the left, you get the slice of, half a slice of pizza to replenish a quarter of the, you know, entire energy bar that you lost on the way in there to get nothing. You start working your way out, and all of a sudden, it's respawned with completely different enemies that are ten times harder. Right. And they can... Those fucking frog guys. Yeah, whatever those things. Yeah, all oh, the frog guys, and then the... Fire the, guys. The, the pink folding... The, oh, that would, like, shoot up at you? Yeah. yeah well, that was the best part, yeah. Fucking. You had to worry about jumping over a tiny little crevice with zero clearance, so you would drop down every single time and have to just repeat <laughs> the cycle before you wanted to crack your controller in half. Yeah. Meanwhile, to get every those fucking van missiles. Every enemy can float through any wall they want Anyone and just they want. come yeah. at you. Just um, and let's not mention the swimming. Ah. The swimming was horrific. Right. And that the um, Diffuse the, the bombs the, and the, 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 yeah. the, the electrocution the, seaweed. The seaweed is electrified. Yeah. And then, why not? Yeah, why not electric? And also give you near zero clearance uh, to, like I say, I would I could fit into my old Ghostbusters sweatshirt uh, better <laughs> than I could through some of that seaweed. Uh, and there were multiple swimming levels. Like, you would get through the first one. It's like, oh, I never What's have there? to do that again. I think yeah. there's only one. No, there is a, a... Are you sure? Yeah. Possibly. I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. No, I think there was only one. Uh, the dam. The dam. There's only one. I want to say later on there was a second one that was mm -hmm. even harder. Mm -hmm. I remember going back to it. Maybe it was just because I died and had to do it over again. Yeah, probably. It's just haunts your nightmares. But at the same time, I love this game. Okay. And everyone else did, too, because it was game of the year. Um, but, yeah, now, then after the angry video game there was came into the world shitting on this game, people were thinking, well, you know what? Maybe it was a stupid hard game. Yeah, it was the best-selling third-party game uh one of the best-selling third-party well, games of it, all time. It could have been in the biggest piece of shit ever, but it was Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So, and it lets you play as all four of them with different abilities. That was fun. So. And and getting like the the boomerang was probably my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, eighty-nine game of the year. I beat it once with a friend at his house, and we kind of took turns on and off until we finally did it. But I mean, yeah, I've been playing on and off. I played this game for twenty-five years. I beat it once. I beat it once, like four years ago, on. Oh, emulator and an emulator. I remember you. Yeah, you text me. Too. You're so morning. excited. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it is. It's a very difficult game. Some parts impossible. There is a PC port uh, that is broken. You can't beat it because yeah, you it to fit uh, uh, for uh, scaling or scan lines, or whatever. DOS. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, to go from uh, a standard tv to that it reduced a, a a layer of what you call it sprites sprites yeah and because of that the ceiling's too low you can't make a jump and you can spend all day you're never going to get past uh, yeah, angry video jump getting there just recently did, did did that uh rendition he's very angry uh, about it 
but at the at Konami made some. I mean, this is the same company that brought you Castlevania, Contra, Contra, Gradius, Frogger, Metal Gear, and then going back to last week again, Tiny Toons yeah. and the Batman animated series. They had a contract for eventually, mm-hmm. um, which was an awesome game. The Adventures of Batman and Robin on Super Nintendo. That's a game. I, I have fond memories of this game. The The hardest part was, because I, I loved riding and around in the paddy wagon. Come on, they made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the arcade game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what I think when this came out, people wanted that. Yeah. And then uh, they eventually released on the console as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. But the for me, it was, even if I didn't beat it, I didn't care. I just wanted to get and get through enough to get to the party wagon so I can just ride around and fire missiles at the steamrollers, basically, is yep. what they were. And the little uh, foot, foot soldiers. Yeah. Around. You get oh, those, to run them over, squish mm-hmm. them. But yeah, that that was my favorite part, just getting to that. Once you got into like the tunnels and shit, I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. I just wanted to get through it. And then the technodrome comes out mm-hmm. and just kicks the crap out of you. Yep. Uh, and then you think you beat it. And it's like, oh, no, I got to go beat Shredder. <laughs> uh, Five times. But also another, uh, the the ending uh, is fantastic. It's just, well, S- Splinter turns back into his human form <laughs> if you beat it. <laughs> Um, I'm like, okay. And then... Well, I didn't want that. But. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. so you just... Wait, so I won and now I ruined the franchise? And then April's like, hey, guys, great job. Let's get pizza. But wasn't he a rat? It. Yes. Not a human? He was... Yes, he was Rokusaki's... He's rat. Was he Rokusaki or Shredder Rokusaki? Whoever he was, he was yeah, a he rat. Yeah, he was the pet he rat. Was, yeah, he's he in the cage. Yeah. He's that crappy claymation yeah. stop anime yeah. of him in the uh-huh. cage. You know, he wasn't. Going, he was never a human. No. Oh, they fucked that up. Wow, you didn't just. I don't know why I didn't catch that either. Yeah. I'm like, why is he going back to his normal? If he was his normal form, he would just be a little rat. Yeah. Yeah. And then April would start freaking out again. Wow. Okay. Fucking Konami. Uh, you fucked. Can us. you do anything right? No. <laughs> Ready for mine? Yeah, go for. If, for those of you who are like, wait a minute, what is that? That is the intro screen to Final Fantasy. Which you didn't get to this screen here until you actually went through and fought the first boss. First, And then it was really weird, but it, the game was so addicting. And um, let's pull that out and go to the overworld music here a little bit. I gotta so go back and I'm gonna play. show you what I have here. Oh shit! This is my original. I'll post pictures of this on my uh, on my Instagram. This is my original Nintendo Power Strategy Guide with notes. With notes. Like you physically wrote in. Yeah, when was the last time you actually even used a pen? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I never be. I still have never beat this game. Oh shit! Wow, I haven't seen one of those in a long time. And um, I loved it. It was. It had everything. It had like collecting items. You know how much I just said I like to collect. Uh, uh, it had boss fights. It was. It was an RPG. That's. I mean, what do you have to say about Final Fantasy? It is still the largest RPG franchise aside from Legend of Zelda out there. And I would even like, as far as a traditional RPG, whereas Zelda is more of an action RPG. Sure. Which, when I first started this. My entire list was all action RPGs. Somehow, none of them made 
<laughs> I think I think it's because I wanted to make sure I could play through everything enough before I started opening my app. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean these were probably amongst my favorite games. I don't know how often, how much I actually played Final Fantasy. Oh, I played it. It was one of the last Nintendo games I ever played. Like I remember playing, but we played it constantly, and you could save it. But it was just hard, man, and it, it's it's still hard. To, I just, I'd never be again. I was horrible at video games. I assume. But you had fun doing it. I had so much fun doing it. There were those moments. Yeah, you wanted to put the controller through the wall. Sure. Turtles being one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I don't. I think because when I was younger, it, it was too hard for me. I was too stupid to play this game. And then as I got older, I got Crystallis, and then I played Crystallis over over a Final Fantasy game. But this, I had a friend th who this gave me this guide who gave it to me because he said Crystallis was better here. Ooh. And I never played Crystallis, but... Uh, check it out. Doesn't Crystallis come with, like, a, a textbook? <laughs> um, or is that a different game? Or are you thinking of Star Tropics, where you couldn't... You had to buy the original version because there's a piece of parchment you had to put in water to oh, get it yeah, in yeah, a yeah, riddle. Yeah, yeah. So now it's like, un well, thank thankfully for the internet, but for the longest time, yeah, if you bought it secondhand, yeah, you were kind of fucked. Yeah, um, yeah, so Final Fantasy, with Final Fantasy, I remember you get to you pick your, your knight, your thief, your ninja, your red mage, your white mage, your black mage, and you pick your four characters, you get to name them something cool, so you always pick the fun names. And I remember seeing it in KB Toy Store's uh, liquidation bin. I, I was like, oh, I love that guy. I should just buy like 10 copies. It was like $10 a piece. and it probably, I could probably make good money for that now. Or not. I don't know. I don't know anything. Yeah, Final Fantasy. I'm going to go back and give her a whirl. I'm it's on go that. Back and give her it's a on the unattainable yeah. console. I'll, I'll just hit up a Or couple. you could get it on iOS or. Or yeah, Game Boy. They they ported yeah. it for every single system that's available. There, there's something I'll go. I'll hit the, up. The I'll, one you get on iOS is like really. I'll go down the street, hit up the flea market, see my guy, see if he has. A oh copy yeah, right. There's something I just. There's something about that about the iOS version's all tricked out in yeah. HD and different Ooh. graphics and. Uh, it's still the but same. But there's game, something about but. running my finger through it, blowing it, smacking it, jamming a pen in there. Sure. Whatever you had to do to make it work. Yeah. And your next one I never heard of is... Seriously? Here we go. Coming from a kid that just told you okay. he would cover the windows of his house is that dick tracy on the front of it no that's ace harding man okay. that's ace harding with his I'm infinity at, shot i'm looking at this game and i don't i just just from the glance of it i'm like okay this has squeezer written all over oh, it. fuck me i didn't put dick tracy on this list we gotta cut and start Christ, all over start so over. i can put dick tracy that game was fucking phenomenal i love that game but no this is deja vu is this like anything like um it's a point and click adventure okay yeah like what was that that really popular one. Shadowgate? Shadowgate was awesome. Well, this is the same people that made Shadowgate. Oh, man. I should have uh, played this. Yeah, the same people. They made Shadowgate and uh, Uninvited. Uh, I, I didn't play Shadowgate, though, until I had it for Game Boy Color. That game was hard. Everything killed you. There was more ways to die, horrifically die in that game than Deja anything Vu? else. No. Uh, <laughs> Shadowgate? Shadowgate. No, Deja Vu, you can die in plenty of ways. Like if you punch an alligator, it's going to kill you. 1940s hard-boiled detective uh, game? That's yeah. That's got you written all over it. Oh, yeah. It's a point and click. Uh, the interface kind of, without a mouse, it's a pain in the ass. And scrolling through the notebook, because you'd have to, like, 
with you'd have to you have to give this there's a fat woman in the trunk of a car that you eventually find which by the way my favorite part is if you hit her they they oh man the outrage you would get from the social justice warriors today because you would click hit and then drag the mouse up and then punch her and you would get the little text and it would come up like a typewriter and said it would just say how like you watch the fat ripple <laughs> and <then> like <laughs> and like it's like fun oh it. it was great but you would have to, like, give her drugs to, like, make her talk while she's unconscious. Of course. And you'd have to go through your notebook. And you'd have to get the medicine. And it'd just say, medic Or two. a pudding pop. It's <laughs> <laughs> bad, Bill Cosby. <laughs> you'd have to get, like, medic two. But you don't know what medic two is. So first you'd have to examine it. And it would tell you what it is. And then you have to go back and then use. And then, like, you'd have to put it in these capsules. But you have to open the capsule, put the medic in the capsule, and then use capsule what do you want to use this on then drag your cursor over to her mouth which by the way that's after you take the gag out (laughs) then use it on her i could tell this type of horrible meticulation was right up your alley oh i fucking loved it um uh down the casino there's a casino in the sewer that you would uh gamble so you can get some extra coins to pay the cabbies because if you got into a cab and you didn't have any change or the $20 on you that you got from the assassin, um, they'd call the cops on you game over because they found the smoking gun in your pocket that you used to murder the guy, which you didn't because the whole time you're trying to clear your name, uh, which you have to get rid of the gun. That's the best part. You get all this evidence. It's like, all right, I got the evidence. I'm going to the cops. The best part. (laughs) You go to the police station, and then they arrest you, and you go to jail. Why? Because you still have the gun, despite all the other evidence. So you have to go into the sewer and dump all the evidence and make sure the alligator doesn't fucking eat you. Because for some reason, there's a 10-foot alligator in the sewer right next to the casino that's going to eat your goddamn arm off. This I sounds love horrible. this game. <laughs> but it, sounds, it sounds like what I go through when uh, <laughs> we have like a really important production shoot that Squeezer wants to make sure you know, it goes right. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm the guy getting eaten by the alligator. <laughs> Uh, it was great. I, I don't like going through all the manipulation. Uh, oh, it was. I I probably put more time into this game. Uh, Mario three probably more. Uh, and then this is up there because it, it's just a good time. Even though I don't intend on a uh, on a uh, beating it, this I love the soundtrack of it. There were some great, uh, some eight great bit soundtracks on this. Oh, the, most of the games are memorable via mm-hmm. this. You, you hear that sound? That's why we wanted to use them here because yeah. that's, that's what takes you back. Yeah, but th- this game, uh, oh, and then it would unlock clues because also you don't remember who you are. So you'd like look in a mirror and then like there's this crazy With music Ace playing. doesn't? No, because they drugged him. Oh. So he's got to figure out who this dead guy is and then he's got to figure out, you know, who he is. Somehow he knows he's a detective though, but... And then you're like sneaking well, he's, around. He's house. wearing the Dick Tracy costume. Yeah. Well, there's, when you wake up, you're in a toilet stall and there's like, you know, there's your trench coat. So you're like, oh, I'm trench coat and a gun. I must be a detective. Right. And then you go to your office and there's like a shadowy figure behind the glass that says like your name on it. So your first instinct is, you know. Eddie Valiant. You, you got to blast a hole through the glass. Oh, Because right. if you open the door, boom, you're dead. Start all over. Why? Because they're, they're an assassin. You can't just, like, you know, kick the door open, slice the pie, identify yourself. No. You just, boom, shoot through the glass dead just to be safe. Hmm. I mean, it could have been the janitor for all you know. <laughs> and then you really are guilty of murder. Um, or if you go to the, 
because the way you would move is there was a little mini map uh, down below. You could click move and then click on like that square that would take okay. you in that direction. Or you can click on like the sewer grate and go through the sewer after you clicked open sewer and then go down the sewer. Okay. But if you went too far to the right, <laughs> it would like you'd see the police station and then you click to your right one more time and you would just see it would just be a sign that said like danger construction. And then the next thing you would see is you fell to your death in a hole and died. You had no idea it's over there, <laughs> but just by randomly clicking, because apparently when you are clicking to your right, looking forward, you are just moving to your right, not actually looking in the direction you're walking. Of you're course. just strafing the entire time. You don't have to notice the giant hole in the ground at the construction site. Okay. I fucking love this game, though. It's one of my favorites. So that's all you have to say about it? Yeah, it's a good game. It's all right. Now, for everyone who's still awake after that, here's my next one. We invite you to an expert team to our laboratory to give us their opinions of Disney's DuckTales video game from Capcom. Yes! Awesome! You'll have exciting adventures helping Scrooge McDuck escape danger and become the richest duck in the world. Cool. Totally hot. Way radical, man. Excellent. It's a quacker. Oh! Disney's DuckTales game for your Nintendo Entertainment System by Capcom. Now, I don't know why I picked all the games we bought from Bradley's, but this is another game we got after <laughs> being forced to go to church on a Sunday. We parents take us to Bradley's and buy us a video game so we'd stay quiet the rest of the day. This is one of them. This game was so good. This game, probably I played more, almost as much as Super Mario Bros. 3. It, it, there's, there's so much playability. You can you start off in Scrooge McDuck's computer lair, and you pick what level you want to play. Right now we're listening to the, the music from Transylvania, and there were so many hidden different levels, and like you don't know what was in the wall, and where you have to hit your cane to get something to pop out, and the, the mechanism of, of defense, the pogo cane, is unlike anything that we've ever seen or ever has been duplicated it was very super super nintendo kind of control style the mechanics were were great very tight and there there were such it was such a fun game that offered a lot of replay value and this was capcom right yes capcom it was very it was like they mean they were geniuses with the mega man franchise but then of course there was um the moon the soundtrack to this game was incredible and the moon stage was so good, and and uh, Launchpad was in it. You have when you have to get over like a gap, Launchpad would be flying in his, his helicopter and grab you, and and then um, what was the uh, Robo Robo Duck or Techno Techno Duck or something? Who was later uh, in Darkwing Duck? Techno Duck or uh, I'm thinking of the uh, Gyro. I was thinking of Gyro, but no, the robot one. Gyro is in the, the yeah yeah. Gyro. That's what I was thinking of when you brought it up. But no, I know what you're So he's in the, and, and Huey, Dewey, and Louie, the nephews are in it, and little... Was it Daisy? What was the... Gabby. Gabby. That's it. Daisy's oh, Gabby. Donald's... Uh, yeah, that's right. Piece of ass. <laughs> so they were all in it, and it was just a fun game. All the villains made sense, and at the end, you go back to Transylvania to race against your mortal enemy... Why I didn't look up his name? Uh, oh, Flintheart Glomgold. Yeah. Scottish guy. Yeah, yeah. Flintheart Glomgold. 
And... You know what it was called in Japan? Naughty Ducks Dream Adventures. God, those guys are weird. And you, you, you make the some quest was for used girls' underwear <laughs> instead of gold. <laughs> and um, there was a sequel that wasn't as popular. Uh, but it was good, and there was a Game Boy port that was good. They remastered it for every console and iOS, mm -hmm. and it's, it's just an iconic game. Yeah, I, uh... And the show was also... Oh, it was awesome. I, uh, this was, uh, one of the... The kid next door had it, so you get to play it every now and then. I was fortunate enough to have... Gizmo Mickey. Duck. Yeah. Sorry, that was... Gizmo. A, uh, I had Mickey time. Mouse Capades instead. Okay, that, that was, was uh, nice Hudson Gizmo produced that game. Yeah, but as far as the Disney, uh... Uh, licensing goes. It was a good game in itself, but not nothing compared to... I would put this as... A, I don't know if it's... You know, top five all time. Like, I don't know if you put it in with, uh, uh, you know, Mario 3 and Zelda. I mean, you could. Mechanically, though, as far as controls... Uh, people do put it on the, the top yeah, five list. I, you could. Yeah. Um, it, it just... It almost feels weird putting it there because of, like, it being a license. You know, you, yeah. you almost kind of think back you want to pick those like those pure games that weren't uh you know, a, a license a franchise of some kind nintendo but power would list ducktales as its 13th best nes system game in 2008 praising it as fun in spite of being a licensed product huh. the magazine would later place the game 44 in its list of 285 greatest games of all time in 2012 and IGN has it 10th on its list of 100 greatest NES games, marking that out of all the games built on Comcap Cap eh, Capcom's famous Mega Man architecture, but it wasn't an actual Mega Man game, DuckTales is perhaps the best of the bunch. So, yeah, that's DuckTales, people loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I'm sure if you're listening, you loved it too. Let's go uh, your last all one. All right. This, this, now just close your eyes. Eyes are closed. This, this well, opening sequence just... It's a, this is a movie. So what was that? That is the opening sequence to Ninja Gaiden. Wow. That it, it's a movie. Is um, it? It, it, it? It's so cinematic. For the t this was groundbreaking. This set this set the tone for so many games to come. Uh, just the opening sequence of the sword fight, and then the dialogue, uh, the uh, the text, with uh, and then showing Ryu and just th those tight letter boxes with a lot of just eyes and all the way through just the way it told a story uh, and how it would unfold. Gameplay, I mean, the gameplay is just fantastic. Aside from the fact that this game is hard as fuck, I never beat it. I don't think I ever came close. Uh, it was a beat-em-up, right? Uh, I wouldn't go so far as... Well, yeah, it was a hack and slash, um, but also the, the big thing was, like, the wall crawling. 
Um, you could bounce back and forth, cling to walls because you're a ninja. Also, scaling ladders, things like that. And then there are also other uh, abilities you can get, similar to like in Contra when you can unlock different guns and you get like the laser to spread the automatic. This, you could get like different shurikens and when you would jump, you would do like the blade flip. So you basically became your own, you know, star of death as each time you would jump, which would be fantastic when you would get. I honestly couldn't tell you how far I got in this game. I never got to the final boss. But I do know when you got to the end there, the, the final cinematic sequence, the ending. I mean, it was, it was a full ending. And in fact, it was uh, in 80, when it came out in 89. Uh, Nintendo Power said, one, it was the best... Ch this stands out nowadays, too. One, the best challenge, as far as the game goes. And two, the best ending. This ending was just awesome. Uh, without spoilers for a game that came out uh, 27, 27 years ago, uh, you, would, you would... You save your father, he, then he eventually dies. Uh, and then you thought you, like, beat it. And then all of a sudden, the full moon comes out, and there's a cinematic for that. Then you have one last boss battle, which is hard as hell. And then more cinematics. And then, like, a plot twist at the end and with, like, a love interest. And it was like, this is a, an NES game from 1989. So I'm reading here that the arcade was a beat-em-up, but he, because of Mario Brothers, they decided to make the NES version a platformer. Well, they, they realized that because you weren't, going to just keep popping coins into it you could mm. maintain an audience longer so you could sit there mm -hmm. and invest time into a longer game it was modeled after konami's castlevania uh yeah and you could see the you could see the look uh the looks are very similar um, but I, I just find it ironic that they considered it just even to say that a game was a best challenge like a game was challenging back then god forbid you ha you played a game now that that's hard and challenging. Well, I go, mean, I'm go, on, go on, games. Go on Amazon and get look. Past the quarter way through <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five. If if you were to actually play that Jurassic Park Lego game, you probably wouldn't even oh, be able to beat yeah, that. Yeah, it's a it's, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's not a game. Games. Yeah, <laughs> I started uh, playing it and then I'm like, oh, this is dumb. Uh, but go on Amazon and look up reviews for like games like Super Mario Brothers 3 or something like that. And people are giving them like one star review because this game's too hard for my kid. They get upset when they lose. The frustration, the character that Ninja Gaiden would build and the frustration that you would go, the character that you would build sitting alone in the dark with your curtain, <laughs> with blankets over your windows so your friends on a beautiful sunny day couldn't see you and bother you to Paranoid play. from playing Deja Vu for 20 <laughs> hours. Paranoid from playing Deja Vu. I'm not sure who I am. I'm Ace Harding now. I have to go into the, into the bathroom in the basement and throw all my shit in the toilet. So you think Nintendo made our generation who we are? I would think so. You think that's what separates us from the rest of the millennials, playing Nintendo? You know what? That's a very good point. Because apparently we are. I find it hard 80, to believe. 82 is the cutoff. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Ah, damn. It's so close. I know. Not that I want to be in was Generation X. I don't want to be part of any no. group. No. Yeah. I'm I'm my own... Nah. I'm not even my own person. <laughs> I've been... The media... The video games have made me the monster that I am. <laughs> uh, so, have, if you've 
I wonder if people have been liking this. I haven't gotten much feedback. I, I see people have been listening, but well, no one hates it. No one, so, yeah. I don't. I mean, maybe they do. They just they just don't hate it they, enough to let they us don't know. Have the energy, or, or I've gotten the know. email wrong every week. It's definitely rad dot years at gmail dot com. Yeah. So if you hate if this, you, but I haven't checked it. Feel free. All right then. So, so if you hate this <laughs> and you hate Squeezer, I get it. And you hate me. <laughs> We understand. You're going to see an email from me telling me We, we might not stop. We're going to keep hey, going. Hey, tell that, that, that reading his notes lispy motherfucker to just find another show to go to. Or Do you even know what we're covering next on the next podcast? I think it is it uh, WDIF Classic. Oh, Cla- yeah. not, I mean, I, I, we will not use the phrase, the words, the letters WWE no, at all. Golden era only. Yes. Maybe attitude era. And yeah, we era. can go into attitude era because... But now I'm going to be all gold, golden shower all over you. That that was definitely the attitude era with the golden showers. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I'm sure. You know what video I watch? Here's a little teaser. I watched this video on on, uh, one of these Instagram accounts I follow of Jerry Lawler and Sable. And Mark Mara was in the ring. And I think China? (laughs) Or someone was in the ring with him. And Sable is wearing a thong. And she's got this small halter top on. And she, she... she takes it off, and she's just got two handprints. The, the, the hand pasties? She's like, you can't take me off, Vance. And she pulls mm-hmm. on a hand, and Jerry Lawler just loses his shit. <laughs> I was like, that 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 pretty much defines what that era of WWF yeah. was all about. And um, and I don't know. It was, it was just, it was just, I don't know, fun. I don't, I don't watch it anymore, but. I can't. I tried. I really did. It's just, uh. So we're, if you want to hear about our memories from the good old days of WWF. Are we talking everything? Toys, the... A- everything's rest- on the table. Wrestling buddies? <laughs> wrestling buddies. That, that, that compromises 90% of my memories of <laughs> WWF. Uh, just making love to a <laughs> well. stuffed pillow of Big Boss Man. <laughs> Uh, this is going to be an interesting podcast. You're not going to want to miss it. But that's all for our NES memories. I'm RK. Squeezer. And that's been the Rad Years Podcast. <laughs>